Hi there and welcome to Global Heart Church. Uh, I'm Jared Keane, the senior pastor, and wherever you are tuning in from around the world today, really, really hope and pray that in our planning of this message that it's going to really inspire you for the great journey that you are on and uh, for the great calling that you have in your own life. So enjoy the message and really pray that it's a blessing to you today. Good morning, everyone. Please take your seats, everyone. It's great to be with you today. And thank you so much to Pastor Jordan and all the team and all our pastoral team are doing such a super job. Can we give it up for the team? So appreciate you. Um, Well, before I pray, I just want to give you a little pre-warning. This is an interactive sermon today. I need your participation if you're able. There's certain people in this room I've already picked out. They know. They know who they are. They can help me out here with a little bit of a sing song. But anyway, let's pray. She said, oh, Pastor Sue's already lost the, the plot. Father, we thank you. We come to you in the precious name of Jesus. And we thank you, Lord, that you are here and that, Lord, you want to speak uniquely into our situation, into our hearts. You know where we're at. You know what we're struggling with. You know what brings us joy and you know exactly what we need this morning. And so, Father, we thank you for your presence. We thank you for your Holy Spirit that will beautifully go to work this morning for your glory. We pray this in Jesus' name. And everyone said... Amen, amen. So um, I've always loved children's books. Uh, before I even had grandchildren, I had lots of books and I've, I could be found in the book section of bookstores, just thumbing through the children's books. I just got a fascination and a love for children's books. My latest one is Peppa Pig Meets the Queen. It's very exciting, beautiful pictures. The Queen drives a double-decker London bus. It's happening. It's a happening book. Uh, but I've got many a book, many a children's book, and now I've got grandchildren and love being a nanny, uh, it's a good excuse to buy a lot more books. Oh, actually, Pastor Mark, I've also got Peppa Pig Goes to Ireland, if you're interested, and it's got a sparkly green cover. So I highly recommend it. I highly recommend it. But I think there's a few people, because the book I'm going to just bounce from this morning... I think a lot of you either grew up with it or you're now buying it for your grandchildren. It's been around for 30 years and it's called We're Going on a Bear Hunt. Who knows we're going on a bear hunt? Give me a wave. Who's got it in their little library? I know. It's a lovely book, isn't it? It's a lovely book. And uh, if you're not familiar with how the song goes or what the story's about, we're going to have a little go together this morning. And it goes something like this. We're going on a bear hunt. We're going to catch a big one. I'm not scared. It's a beautiful day. Uh-uh. Uh-oh. Mud. Yeah, you can say mud. Yeah. <laughs> squelchy, squelchy, squashy, whatever you want to call it. Mud. Uh Uh-oh, well, we can't get over it. We can't get under it. We've got to go through it. Squelch, 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 squelch. And so it continues. 
So we've got this beautiful, this beautiful story and they go, the, the family sets off, they're all enthusiastic, they're all smiling, they're all linked arms, they're together and off they go on this bear hunt and they hit obstacles. The whole story is about them hitting these obstacles. We've got mud, we've got swishy, swashy grass, we've got a river, we've got a dark forest, we've got snow and there's many different versions but they hit these obstacles which seek to stop them from going on their bear hunt. And um, I didn't know until I got this, um, I actually got this message from singing it with the kids stomping around the, uh, the grandkids stomping around the, the uh, coffee table and we're going round and round, we can't get over it, we can't get under it, we'll have to go through it and I thought there's got to be a message in this, I feel like there's a message coming and this is it this morning. And there's two endings to this particular story. The traditional one is that they find the bear. He's pretty big and terrifying and the whole family runs home, gets under the blankets in the bed and decides that they're never going on a bear hunt again. The latest version, a little less terrifying, is that they discover the bear and he's not half as scary as what they had conjured up in their mind. And they just kind of say, oh, it's a bear. Hi. And the Wiggles version is they, the bear says hi back. But whatever, uh, whichever version you want. But I didn't know until I did a little bit, bit of research that this book um, was written and used to help children navigating change and walking a walk of healing from trauma. And I didn't know that. And I thought, bingo, thank you, Jesus. We're on to something here. In the journey of life, we all encounter trials, challenges, unexpected obstacles, fears. Some are big and life-changing and some obviously are smaller. When I reflect on my own life and my own life journey, I see so many chapters where God has held my hand and helped me navigate a journey through different situations, healing my heart, my mind, my body and bringing my spirit alive to Him and His Word. What does it mean to come through something at the other side to still be found praising God, lifting Him up, declaring His goodness to the people around me and the people that God brings along in my life. In other words, this was fashioned to take me out, but it did not take me out because God is so much bigger than this challenge. You know, as a child, uh, my parents got divorced when I was eight. Uh, It was a horrible, ugly, messy divorce and my mum tried to take her life twice. It was traumatic. Uh, we, me and my sister experienced abuse and neglect throughout our childhood. It was tough. It was not easy. Um, as an adult, I had numerous pregnancy losses, nearly lost my own life uh, in a pregnancy. And today I find myself with an interesting health issue. When I say interesting, I didn't see it coming. We never see our challenges coming, do we? And my hearing went on me. I had a lot 
lot of buzzing and hissing going on in my head and I had an extreme sensitivity to everyday sounds. I couldn't even put the jug on at home without flinching, jumping, pain zapping through my head. It was an unusual, peculiar, um, scary uh, situation that made me feel very vulnerable, very alone because it was all happening in my head. I couldn't sleep at night, was getting no sleep and I won't bore you with all the details but it was scary and I went to um, all the specialists and the audiologists etc and they said we're just going to have to ride this one out because we can't pinpoint one particular thing that is the cause of this we don't know if it's a virus we don't know if you've just got a hearing damage etc etc and so it's been a complicated very long journey of trying to somehow get back to where I was but the medical people say you won't ever get back to where it was you're going to have to navigate with where you find yourself today but Jesus and um, I was asked the question would you like us to remove the hearing completely out of that ear um, or would you like us to leave what you've got there because it's distorted and 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 I said no you know what leave it because I'm going to trust God and I'm walking out my healing and I'm going to go through this you know Um, and so Like many of you, during trials, we've prayed prayers. What's happening, Lord? Um, Can you fix it? And can you fix it quickly, Lord? I think you've said that, haven't you? And then we go a little bit deeper and we go, why me, Lord? Why the wait? And for me, I've said, why the process? I've had to process things before, heartache and difficulties. Why another process? What's the story? I remember going down to the duck pond at at Joondalup when it first happened and and sobbing, having a pity party on the park bench, balloons and all, um, just saying, Lord, could you just hurry up and heal my hearing and my headaches, etc. And uh, I sat there and I felt the Holy Spirit say to me, I'm going going to heal your soul and I said but God it's not my soul it's my ear and you know it's God don't you when you get a response that is not the response you were looking for I'm going to heal your soul yeah but what about the hearing what about the headaches and um, but God knows doesn't he? he's got the big picture he knows what he's doing and here I am navigating what uh, a, a different hearing uh, experience and yet I'm stepping out in faith uh, believing God and so we, we go down this road, our natural response when stuff happens uh, that is difficult, painful, confusing. It's so easy for us to uh, avoid it, deny it, skirt round it. It takes a much braver decision to confront, address, pray and process it with Jesus. Especially when it wasn't what you expected, the answer's not coming that you expected. Um, We have to uh, decide to say, I am going to go through this, but with Jesus. Uh, We can look for answers in lots of other ways, but... If we don't make that decision, we can get stuck. We can get stuck in a place that stops us growing. We can get stuck in a place that stops us going forward. And we can effectively become paralysed. We're just stuck. We're stuck in a place where we can't get over it. (laughs) 
We can't get under it. We have to go through it. Splish, splash, blosh, splish, squelch, whatever you want to do. It's in the going through with God where our courage, our strength, our victory, our dependency and our overcoming is found in Him and Him alone. We get a greater revelation of Jesus in the hard places, the valleys, the wilderness, the desert, or as I've written, desert, in the desert, in the suffering. God gets our attention and we have an opportunity right there to draw closer to Him, to rely on Him and develop a fresh intimacy with Him so that we can become more like Him and we can help others see Him through our lives and through our experience. You know, all the ladies, well, and there's a few guys there at our doggy park where we meet most afternoons at five o'clock with our dogs. Most of them know, in fact, I think they all know, that A, I'm a Christian and that I um, go to church. Some of them don't know that I, you know, I'm a pastor, but that's all right. And um, they know I'm a Christian and they um, have heard me talk about what I believe because every so often someone say, what is it you believe? Are you one of those happy, clappy, a bit like uh, when Pastor Jordan was talking and, the, and it went, people, are you one of those born-againers? You know, yes, I am. And there you are, you've got a, you've got a stage of like 10 neighbours all with their dogs yapping and and off you go. And they're watching me. They're watching to see how am I navigating a situation when I am saying that God is my healer and I'm not healed yet. They're watching us, uh, the people that you work with, the people, your families, they, they watch us because things that are fashioned to take us out by the enemy um, when we choose not to let them take us out and when we choose to let them strengthen us and bring us closer to Jesus, it's a massive witness for the people around. You know, we, we make a decision to say, I'm going for God, regardless of the circumstance. I don't understand why this happening. I don't understand why I'm not getting a miraculous instant healing. I don't understand why God is requiring of me to walk through this and to navigate this but I'm not going to lean on my own understanding. In all my ways, I'm going to acknowledge God and He will direct my path. He's got the big picture and I'm going to trust in that. Isaiah 43.2 says, When you go through deep waters, I will be with you. When you go through rivers of difficulty, you will not drown. And when you walk through the fire of oppression, you will not be burned up. The flames will not consume you. For I am with you, says the Lord. Notice in that scripture, it's when, not if. When you go through, when you go through, when you walk through. Stuff is going to happen to us because we're human and we live on a broken earth. But the difference for us is that we have Jesus with us. We are not journeying alone. 
And so, you know what, in a message that is um, talking about going through things, it would be remiss of me not to mention or or make reference to the children of Israel coming out of slavery in Egypt, led by Moses. And if you're not familiar with that story, if perhaps you're new new to the things of the Lord, Exodus 14 and 15 makes for a great read. I do believe there is a couple of movies. Uh, uh, I don't know, is it Charlton Heston or someone like that? Is a Mo- Ooh, Moses. And, and so the headlines of the story go like this. Finally, after 10 horrendous plagues, Moses is begging Pharaoh to release the children of Israel and uh, from captivity, from slavery in Egypt. And Pharaoh finally says yes. It's been a long time coming and he finally says go. I just don't want to see you anymore. After all these awful horrendous plagues, one of which has taken his um, his firstborn son out. So it's now hit his own personal heart. He says, please just go, go. And so the children of Israel are released from Egypt, from their slavery, from their captivity, and they are on their way to the promised land led by Moses. Now, this is no small thing. Some commentaries say there were as many as two million people that exodus, exited, exited, From the book of Exodus, yeah, yeah. Well, you know, they left. (laughs) And so this was no small thing. And they're on their way. They're they're a little nervous. They're, They're excited. There's all the emotions going on because suddenly it's become reality that they're now released from Egypt. And then suddenly Pharaoh gets the big thing of, oh no, what have I done? I've let them all go. And he has a change of heart. He changes his mind. And he says to his army, we've got to go and get them back. We've got to chase them down. Come on, let's go. And off they go. This massive army is now hurtling after the children of Israel. And the children of Israel suddenly find themselves hemmed in at the shore of the Red Sea. Many of you know this story. The Red Sea actually um, is translated in Hebrew as physical salvation. It is the first representation of being saved when the people walked through um, the sea. It, it d- is defined as physical salvation. The children of Israel are terrified. They're afraid. They get to that shoreline. They've got, they've got three choices. They can either surrender to the enemy. They can either fight the enemy or they can trust God. And Moses comes to them in Exodus 14, 13 to 16, and he says this, and Moses said to the people, do not be afraid, stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians who you see today, this is the army coming behind them, you shall see no more forever. The Lord will fight for you and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, This is funny. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? You know, there was no mercy there for, um, no pity party room for Moses. He had been called to lead them out. And the Lord is saying, don't cry to me. Just go and tell the people to move forward. Get cracking, start moving. 
and tell Israel to go forward, but lift up your rod and stretch out and stretch it out over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground and through the midst of the sea. I mean, you know, I'm reading that, but this is a epic, spectacular story. This is not fiction. This is fact. This happened. Could you imagine if we all went down to Burns Beach and Pastor Mark held up his brolly and said, right, come on, Global Heart Church, we're walking through. We're walking through. It's scary stuff. Not only are they watching an ocean, a sea, part and make this be these two big walls either side, but there is the sound of rushing wind. They've got sound. The ground becomes dry. It's not squelchy, not like in we're going on a bear hunt. It's dry. That's incredible that God has dried this ground out and made a way. And then what if Pastor Mark is holding up the brolly and says, right, who's first? Who in this room would be the first to step out onto that dry ground? No, no one. No, it's like, we've not been here before. We've never seen this before. I mean, we'd all be standing there just with our mouths open, looking at the ocean, parted. You know, scary, terrifying stuff, thrilling stuff, um, spectacular stuff. The wind is blowing, the wall of sea, there's faith steps. They've got to start moving through this path. Now, did I already say that, yes, I did, that there was about two million in some commentaries, so there was about two, so they start moving. Now, imagine it, it has also been said that it would take four to six hours to walk from one side to the other, uh, one in, one, yeah, the shore to the other shore. Four to six hours. And it was night time. So if it's not scary enough already, it's night as well. They've got a a pillar of fire that God has put there to illuminate the path. But we're talking about some really scary stuff here. And they start walking through. There's no looking back because the army is coming. The Egyptian army is coming. They want to recapture them. So once they start walking, they've got to keep moving. There's no, I mean, I don't know how you girls would feel, but I would be pretty terrified and I'd be, imagine you're halfway through and then you suddenly go, oh my gosh, what are we doing? What, what are we doing? You just stop and go, oh, oh. You know, and I, I'm sure there must have been people in my imagination that were on that road, on that path that were going, keep moving, keep moving, don't stop, keep moving, keep moving. In other words, this is not a campsite. You got to keep moving. This is an incredible story. And when everyone is through, uh, the, uh, when all the uh, children of Israel are come through the other side, Pharaoh's army starts to engage with this path that has been uh, made. And God starts to uh, play with their chariots and their horses and, and, and cause them not to be able to function. And as they're entering this thing, he closes, he asks Moses, hold up your rod again. And he closes that sea on the Egyptian army. I mean, what an incredible story this is. And God has come through for them and they have walked through with God. Not alone, but 
but with God. God's got them to the other side, victorious. It's an amazing story. And of course, on the other side, what happens next? Well, there's Miriam. Miriam is the sister of uh, Moses and Aaron. And she, like all the other um, children of Israel, has packed quickly to make that exodus. And she is with all the other people. And she's, she, I don't know if she's got a backpack. I don't know if she's got a handbag. I don't know what, a shopping trolley, a, a, a case on wheels. I don't know what she's got. But she packs this. And... Who knows what this is? I know, we're going a bit old school today. This is a tambourine or otherwise known as a timbrel. And this belongs, I'm just going to give a little shout out. This belongs to Isaac Moore's grandma who loved Jesus but has since gone to be with the Lord. And this is what she used to play back in her day in church to worship the Lord, which is rather lovely, isn't it? And this, um, back in the day, I did my research, is not only an instrument of celebration, an instrument of triumph, an instrument of praise, but it was also regarded as a weapon. It was a weapon against the enemy because, of course, praise and worship is a weapon against the enemy. And um, Miriam broke it out and she started um, playing it and she gathered all the women, all go the girls. The girls all gathered round and they started singing a wonderful song. And for all the old schoolers here, the song was um, Exodus 14, I will, uh, no, 15 actually. I will sing unto the Lord for He has triumphed gloriously. The horse and rider thrown into the sea and I'm singing all alone and I won't sing another verse. But anyway, they start singing and declaring what has just gone down. The horse and rider thrown into the sea. You know, when um, Phil Moore brought this in this morning, um, Pastor Mari asked me, would you like to borrow Doris's tambourine? We've got it. I said, oh, that'd be awesome. And I had it out in the green room there and it was sitting on the table and I was in the room by my Myself and I thought, I wonder how loud that is. I wonder if it'd be too much for my ears to just rattle it on the stage. So I thought, I'll give it a little test run in the green room. So I picked it up and shook it. And I was like, oh yeah, that's, that's, that's all right. You know, I can cope with that. And uh, Steve Patera walked in just as I was playing. And I was alone in there just going, you know, like this. And he was like, oh, are you okay, Pastor Sue? <laughs> oh yes, just having a moment with Jesus. <laughs> I hope I'm not offending anyone that does worship the Lord with a timbrel now. It's a little bit old school, but you know, they're still out there. And Doris is one. We're very pleased to use that today because she has gone to be with Jesus. And I bet she's praising the Lord with Jesus with a tambourine in heaven. Miriam had packed her tambourine for the journey. She was, a, she was a prophetic woman. She was a woman of warfare. She was courageous. She, like all the other um, uh, is, Israelites, had taken this journey. She was armed and she was ready for war and she was ready for praise. And when she got to the other side, she broke out. The worship um, that they engaged in shifted their focus from the problems that they'd encountered, the enemy they, they, they had encountered to the problem solver and that was God. What are you facing today? What are you facing that seems so scary to step out into and confront or address 
or move through? Are you paralysed by pain, by guilt, by regret, by sadness? What is paralysing you? Are you stuck? Have you built up in your mind and in your thinking that the enemy and that issue you're facing is way bigger than God's ability to bring you through victorious? You know, it was David that confronted Goliath, not the brothers. The brothers were soldiers. They were warriors, but they didn't confront Goliath. It was David because David's God was big and able. And David stepped out in faith because he said, well, look, I might be a boy and I might only have a slingshot and a stone, but my God is big. And we know how the story goes. He took Goliath down. Not only did he take Goliath down, he chopped his head off. He was the warrior. He was the courageous one. He was the one that put his faith into God. The Lord, whatever you're facing today, the Lord will fight for you. Move forward. Don't get stuck. Pray. Sometimes when it's tough, the last thing you want to do is pray. You think, oh, what's the point? That's exactly what the enemy wants you to think. He wants to take you out. He wants to move you away from the presence of God. He wants to move you away from the character of God. Don't let him do it. Pray, keep praying. Some of you in here, you need to plan that difficult conversation that's long overdue with someone. You need to address that grief, that unforgiveness that keeps you from moving forward. Uh, Pastor Div did a super message on Friday about forgiveness and I highly recommend that. But address that grief. Don't sit in it. Don't get stuck in it. Address that unforgiveness that's stopping you from going forward. Make that medical appointment and get some help with that thing that's been worrying you for so long that you're trying to avoid, that you're trying to pretend isn't there, that you're in denial about. Go and get that financial advice. Humble yourself. Go and get some advice about your finances so that you can take a weight off and get some help and not feel like you're struggling all alone. Instead of trying to get over it and under it by yourself, let God take you through it. Because in the taking through it, you will find a new place of dependency and allow God to have more lordship over your life and you will come through victorious. Our God is a God who makes a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. Psalm 84, 5 to 7 says this, Blessed are those whose strength is in you, whose hearts are set on pilgrimage. As they pass through the valley of Baca, they make it a place of springs. The autumn rains also cover it with pools. They go from strength to strength till each appears before God in Zion. This scripture, I love to just highlight two two things, or three actually. First of all, this word pilgrimage. What is a pilgrimage? It says here, those who's blessed are those whose strength and hearts are set on pilgrimage. It's a journey. It's a journey that continues. We're only passing through this earth. This is not our destination. This is not our home. We're on a pilgrimage. It's not just a pilgrimage to everlasting life in heaven, but 
but it's a pilgrimage to intimacy with Jesus. He is our destination. The relationship with Him is our destiny. And so we need to keep moving. We need to not camp and get stuck in places, but keep moving. Set your heart on pilgrimage every step bringing you closer. A journey of victories to be won and overcome. A greater awareness of God with you. God for you. God gone before you. God a shield all around about you. He's got you. The other thing I want to pull out of this is the Valley of Baca. What is the Valley of Baca? In Scripture, in Hebrew, it's also known as the Valley of Tears and the Valley of Weeping. In other words, it's a place where we pass through. Um, it, it says, uh, one uh, commentary says, uh, the Valley of Weeping, a difficult and painful place in life where everything seems hopeless and you feel helpless, almost like a pit of despair. This valley of tears, this valley of weeping is something that we pass through. We don't stay there. We don't get stuck there. We pass through. And what happens when we pass through? We go from strength to strength. We're not in denial that something hard is happening in our lives, something that we didn't ask for, we didn't look for, we didn't expect. We're not in denial of that. We cry our tears. We curl up and eat Cadbury chocolate. We have a a time of honesty before God and it's that breaking open and that honesty before God that brings that intimacy with Him. And so we pass through the valley of Baca. We go from strength to strength. You know, um, Psalm 23, um, we walk through the valley of the shadow of death. We go through it. We don't stop. We don't camp. We don't get stuck. We keep moving. We walk through it because God is with us. He wants us out the other side, realising He was always there, realising He had the big picture, realising that there's something much bigger at play here, realising that He's more interested in what He's doing in you than what He's doing for you and that your good works will come out of the, the richness of the relationship you have with Him. He wants a relationship with you more than anything else. And when we go through trials, He's got our attention. He's got our attention. It wasn't until I had to stop because I couldn't function that I realised how what a kind of fast-paced, manic kind of lifestyle I had and how I was caught so much more up in doing things for Jesus than actually being with Jesus. You, we can get so caught up in go, 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 go and actually uh, at a cost to our relationship with Him. Sue, can you slow down? Sue, can, I, can we spend some time? Sue, let's, no, I'm busy. I'm busy doing things for you, Jesus. Can't you see? <laughs> so God allows us to go through things. We don't always understand why and we shouldn't always try and work it out. We just need to trust Him. When that sea parted, You know, it took great faith for the children of Israel to say, okay, this is either God or a very bad mistake and we're all about to drown. Someone had to take that first step. Come on, let's go. All right, yeah, it's dry. Yeah, okay. All right, it's a bit scary. The wind's blowing, this big walls of sea here, but come on, let's go. 
They chose that. They couldn't go over it. They couldn't go under it. They had to go through it because the enemy was coming. I finish off with this scripture in 1 Peter 1, 6-7. And it says, In all this you greatly rejoice, though now for a little while, a little while you may have had to suffer grief in all kinds of trials. These have come so that the proven genuineness of your faith of greater worth than gold, which perishes, even though refined by fire, may result in praise, in glory and honour when Jesus Christ is revealed. How exciting. There is a purpose to your pain. There is a purpose to your process. It's not God being cruel. He's got a purpose behind it. There's a purpose to what you're going through. If you will give it to God, if you will take His hand and let you lead it through it. Don't shut down. Don't get stuck. Don't go into denial. Don't go into avoidance. Don't go into um, comforting yourself with other things. Let God be your comfort. Let God take your hand. Let God lead you through. Take courage. Step out and let God lead you through and keep moving. Don't camp. Don't get stuck. And most importantly, keep your praise up. Pack your tambourine. Pack your timbrel. It is your warfare weapon. Praise is your warfare weapon. Praise Jesus even when you don't understand. And do it because the enemy hates it. And you are declaring the goodness of God even when you don't know what's happening. Don't lean on your own understanding. In all your ways, acknowledge God and He will direct your paths. He directed them through the Red Sea. My goodness gracious me, we serve a God who makes a way where there doesn't seem to be a way. Don't go on your own intelligence. Don't go on your own feelings. Go on the Word of God. Go on the character and the goodness of God. He will bring you through. Amen. He will bring you through. If you are stirred and you've got a situation or you're going through something at the moment or you're stuck or whatever, whatever this message has said to you, because it will be unique to you. God is speaking to you now and you just want to respond and you want to respond with a a simple answer of, I'm going through with Jesus. Jesus, I invite you to take me through. Then jump to your feet. The last service, just about everyone was on their feet just to say, I'm going to stand and I'm going to say to the enemy, I'm going through with God. I don't fully understand this. I'm having a tough time at the moment. I don't know what you're going through. And if you're not going through anything at the moment, fantastic, but just wait. It's not... It's not if, it's when. Remember, when you go through the deep waters, when you go through the fire, I'll be there. I'll be there. And God is with us. And what we're saying to the enemy today is, listen, I've been trying to navigate this. I've been trying to get over it and under it and round it. But I'm deciding today, I'm going to go through it with God. God says He will hold our right hand and take us through. And I have found that to be true in so many chapters in my life. And I've got to a stage now where I just think, you know, bring it on, Satan, because 
My God is with me. I'm more aware of Him now than ever before. He is strong. He is able. And He will do things very differently to how I expect Him to do them and how I want Him to do them. But I'm okay with that because He's the man with the plan and He knows me better than I know myself. And so let's just close our eyes and say, Father, in the Name of Jesus, we thank You so much that You love us. You know every detail of our lives. And Lord, when it's got tough or when it's got hard, some of us have got stuck. Some of us have stopped praying. Some of us have stopped going to our Bibles. Some of us are just shut down. We're stuck, we're paralysed. But today we stand and we say thank You that Your grace is sufficient for us, that we take Your hand, we give You our hand and we ask You, Lord, to walk us through this, that You will make a way where there doesn't seem to be a way, that there will be rich, beautiful lessons to be learned. There will be intimacy with You to be gained and there will be a resilience and a strength. We will go from strength to strength and we will come out praising. We will come out shaking our tambourines and declaring war on the enemy and celebration before our God. And we continue to praise You. We choose to praise you, Lord. We choose to lift You up in all Your holiness, Lord. You are mighty to save. You are mighty to to deliver. You love Your sons and Your daughters and Your grace is here for us. So if that's You here and You're standing up, just receive the Holy Spirit. Just let Him just come and minister to your heart. Everything is going to be all right. It's going to be more than all right. You have been declared victorious. You have been declared triumphant. You are more than an overcomer. You might walk with a limp. You might have a little deficit here and there. You might have a weakness here, but God's got you covered. He's got you covered, you're His. And He will bring you through and you will be praising. And people will look at you and go, what is it about you? What is different about you? You go through this and you come out smiling. You come out saying you're a Christian. You come out saying you're a believer. You come out saying that God is good. Yes and Amen, Jesus. Let it be so. Thank you so much for joining us online today. Really great to have you with us. And special thanks to those also who give online. Your generosity is making the way for others to hear the message of Jesus, both here in Australia and around the world. If you enjoyed today's message, I'd love to encourage you to share this message with a friend, a workmate, a family member. And let's believe together that it will powerfully impact their life for good in Jesus' name. If you're unable to be with us at one of our church locations, uh, both here in Australia and around the world, please join us online every Sunday for Global Heart at Home on YouTube. God bless and have a great week.